This is Sport Analysis Network Nigeria Football. I'm your regular anchor, Hamid Abdelkarim. You can also call me Football Julius. Call me up, call me up on the show. We shall be discussing about the Nigerian National League playoff, which has started, which have started, which has started rather in Asaba. Of course, in Data State, we shall also be discussing about the conflicts between Superfire coach round round the one drum and of course the Nigerian Football Federation weeks before the start of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Also on the show we shall also be discussing about the transfers regarding Super Eagles player. Shall be discussing about the future or the, the future of Victor Sime and of course we shall also be discussing about Sami Chukwese who has been linked with seven time European champions in Milan. I should not be working alone on the show. I have with me Amza Alasa, a regular analyst on the show and of course uh, Abiola Ibrahim Liberty, who, who maintains his consistency on the show. Guys, without wasting much time, let's start, let's start, let's talk about the Nigerian National League playoff. And of course, as is started on Sunday, yes, in Asaba, in Delta State. And of course, we have there eight teams involved, four teams from the Northern Conference, and of course, four teams from Southern Conference. For Northern Conference, we have EFCC, EFC, we have Katsina United, Kano Pillars, and of course, DMDFC, uh, which is Dr. Uh, Mohamed Delakawa Football Club. Yes, Southern, in Southern Conference, we have, have FC1 Rocket FC, Abekutas Thomas, Atlant FC, and of course, Sporting Eagles. I mean, don't forget that Sporting Eagles, uh, yes, we, uh, we have been chosen as, as, as one of the teams. So, yes, they go to White card spot for the super of the uh for the Nigeria uh super eight playoff. So guys, I mean let's have um two teams we qualify from another conference, and of course two teams we qualify from starter conference. The four teams qualified. Um the four um teams that could uh, answer, let me start with two last DMDFC. Uh, of course, cannot be but then you see both of them making it it uh, making it to the Nigeria. Uh, to Nigerian professional football league come the head of the playoff. Thank you very much, Abdul Hamid. Um, for me, uh, I see an exciting NNL Super 8 context. Um, they normally call it, and um, fondly, the most important league in Nigeria. The stakes are high, and um, every team in this competition, the eight teams, have a good chance before the um, matches started. They had a, a good chance to qualify for the um, NPFL or NPL as they call it. Though even if we know on paper that some, there are some teams have an edge over <laughs> the others. Typically, the KK teams from the Northwest, um, the Castilla United and the Kanu Pillars. Abdul Hamid, without mincing words, I would not bet an eyelid to predict that it's going to be a show um, especially for the um, Northern um, Zone, it's going to be a show for the KK teams, Kanu Pillars and um, Kasina United Abdulhamid. Let's take it from there. Of course, I mean, I mean, Kanu Pillars is no brainer. I mean, it's no brainer for you to predict against uh, Kanu Pillars and Kasina United. I mean, getting promoted. I mean, Kanu Pillars and don't forget they just got relegated last season. And of course, they, I mean, they're still counting of uh, of um. Of legend, of course, uh, Rabbi Ali and the one we call uh, Rabbi Ali Pele. Of, of course, at 42, he is still waxing stronger for the same, uh, same Mesugida side. 
And of course, with Katsina, Katsina, uh, Katsina United, just like Kano players, they also got demoted to the NNA last season. And of course, they are being coached by former MPFL, former MPFL winner or former MPL winner. They've not gotten used to. Uh, he said, Nigerian League winner. Liberty is no brainer. I mean, you expect Kano players and Katsina United to stay true. Yeah, well, for most fans who are non-Canipulas fans, they are wary of Canipulas returning to the league because they know what it, what it means in terms of playing against Canipulas at all. But, well, we cannot dispute the fact that Canipulas are a very strong side when it comes to football in Nigeria. And they are on their way back to the, to the Nigerian league. We are, just, we, are just, we are just trying to see what is going to happen. We are also waiting to see when they will get back. But it's almost sure that they're coming because they already won one of their games. They are one away from, from returning to the Nigerian League and they will surely make it back to the top flights like we know them. Now, the issue is between Katina and DMD. Well, Katina also have an upper hand because the Katina is a team that is very, very focused. They sort of beat Kano Kano Pillars in the Super 8 playoffs. And there is no doubt saying that they are the favorites to pick up the second ticket from Kano Pillars from another conference. Well, for AFC and DMD, it's actually a pity that they're up against these two giant sides and it will be very, very difficult for them to make it past this casino and canopilas. Let's talk about the South Conference. In South Conference, we have uh, FC Monarchy FC. Abeputas have to be the favorite. They ended the regular season unbeaten. And of course, you have to contain with uh, the three formation, uh, the three formation teams for the league come 2023 2024 season. I'm sticking with Liberty. I mean, which two teams are you predicting to get promoted to the agent of flights? Well, number one, we are predicting the, the richest team in the Santa Conference, which is Sporting Lagos, because I think the team that has money to spend, and hopefully, they will also turn out like Remo Stars. Who will be able to get the results and get things done in the sense of the fact that they have enough resources to get it done? So, Britain, Sporting Lagos. Well, one other team uh, predicting is Atlanta FC of a way because uh, the other way you look at the other teams, you see one rocket, it's more like a let's say it's like say a traveling team or a scouting team like ABD. A- a- so, I do not really believe that they will be focused on getting to the Nigerian League this season. Oh, Brazilians, Sporting Lagos, and Atlanta FC. Okay, really. All right, guys. Without wasting much time, I mean, let's move. I mean, Amza, let's talk about the Corodrom. I mean, the bedeviling. I mean, the preparation of the Super Falcons for the FIFA Women's World Cup, and of course, it has to do with the coach around the Wardrum. And of course, I mean, the Nigerian Football Federation. I mean, uh, Wardrum has come out to I mean, to criticize the preparation. Of the team ahead of the Mundial, and of course, Nigerian Football Federation has also come out to say, Michano, you are saying you are speaking in the nonsense. I mean, Amza, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we are, and you know that when 28 fans are fighting, uh, it is the guys that will suffer. You think Super Falcons will suffer at the Far Women's World Cup, which starts in some weeks' time with this back and forth between the, the coach <clears throat> and the World Drum and the Nigerian Football Federation. Abdul Hamid, yeah, there's no gain saying the fact that a house divide, divided against itself cannot stand. That is the similitude of what we are seeing between the Super Falcons 
of Nigeria um, handlers, um, the handler, the coach, Wandrum, and um, the NFF is employers. But I'll look at it from two different perspectives. Truly, Abdul Hamid, um, no matter what it is, the NFF are the employers of Wild Rum. So I think to a very large extent, they have every right to critique the um, coach when they deem fit. Though the manner and the way is a different kettle of fish entirely, but that they have the right to do so, I strongly agree that they have a right to criticize the coach. And for me, I, I will take a swipe on the coach. This is a coach that has not achieved any meaning, anything meaningful for the Super Falcons as it were. He has not surpassed any um, record that the Super Falcons had set. He's not been able to win the Wafcon. He's been able to just qualify the um, Falcons for the World Cup after a grueling and a torturous um, qualifying um, in the last Wafcon, uh, African Cup of Nations for women. So there's no big deal. If a, a, a coach would um, be kind of proud and taking on his employers, you say, okay, he has a lot of achievements he's banking on. He has done this. He has done that to improve the lot of Nigerian football. He has not done anything exceptional. But again, for the NFF, I think um, more professionalism is expected from them. Even if they have every reason to criticize the coach, it's not for um, both parties to come to the public to wash that linen. And specifically to your question, is it going to have an adverse effect on the team? Definitely. We agree that this is the Super Falcons. They're a bit more experienced. They are more, um, they, they, they have seen um, a lot of things. So they might be able to weather the storm in terms of distraction. But again, you can't write off distraction in instances like this. I think it is high time that both warring parties shed their sword for the betterment of Nigerian football. If Nigeria does well um, in this World Cup, the glory will go to the coach. The glory will go to the players. And of course, the glory will also go to the NFF. So it's high time they switch, uh, shed their sword, Abdul Hamid. Yeah, I mean, Hibati, I mean, despite the fact that we've participated in each, I mean, in every tournament of the Five Women's World Cup, I mean, the Super Falcons of Nigeria, I mean, have one of the world and the most terrible record, yes, in that competition. When you talk about the goals conceded and you talk about defeats, I mean, and going to this tournament where we are having our coach and, of course, I mean, the football federation having disagreement. I mean, liberty. I mean, in a case, we know this was started by Aaron Demondrum, who has come out to criticize the Indian football federation. I mean, it is wrong for you to criticize your employer. I mean, don't you think, um, and with this record, do you think, do you feel that the NFL would have done wrong if they had, I mean, if they had given him the boot just for, I mean, just for what he did by coming out, criticizing them publicly. Yeah, well, you see, this in Nigeria, it's always a, a drama. Like, there's an African magic that goes on in sport and nutrition in an NFL in Nigeria. Because I do not see a reason why a coach would come out to say the things he has said. And the NFL also decide to, like, come out to the media and reply him. Just, this is like showing us the fact that I've not seen anything over, over your coach. And you are, you are ready. What did you say? I said, so, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Like, you're you just ready to come and, to come and fight with your coach that's in, the, in public. But when you, when you look at the details of what really happened, you will see that the NFF themselves, they have reasonable, reasonable things to say. But it should not be this way. That, they say the coach wanted the home-based players to have camping in Nigeria. 
And we have lost two best players in the team. Onomebi and Deborah Abiodun from Rivers Rivers Indians. So we don't have a camp with just two players. Yeah, I feel that that was a waste of resources. So why do you have to say it in public? Why not bring in this coach and let him realize this since the fact that this is your 23 players list. We have lost two best players. It's not reasonable to hold a campaign for the for them in Nigeria. Especially when they are when they are going to Australia. That's very simple. Like these things are things that basic knowledge of football administration. But I don't know why they decided to make it public and make it this dirty. Because you don't speak well about our country at all. And well, now going to the World Cup itself. This is obviously showing that there's a dent in the Super Falcons administration. One way or the other, it will likely affect the team itself. So, and when the team does not have a very good outing, would, would, the people will come back at the fact that a coach that was very diabetes before he went to go into the World Cup, what did you expect? And this is, this is a coach that, like, I'm just I've seen, he's not, he hasn't gotten any essential results for, for us. But what we, we are still maintaining him in the team. And now he's, he's coming to say this and coming to say that. Like, you saw the NFF complain about the fact that two players will missing the first two games and they're in your list. So, what does it? Yeah, this Ronaldo Adrom. I don't know. Hmm. Well, which team was the best? I mean, in addition to that, sorry, Abdulamid, let me quickly chip this in. When okay. you look at it critically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you take a very, very intricate look at the whole scenario, um, the NFF, as it were, had critique and wild drum for dropping off. You, you know, we talk about the player, Okobi, and another player. in And uh, the one, one of his accusations is that the NFF had refused to approve his 10 days um, campaign because he has rejected um, substandard player. So now, for me, the way I look at things like this is... Um, if you say you want to give the coach a free hand, which is the right and professional thing to do, for him to do his selection. So when the thing happens, the blame goes to the coach. But the case is a bit complicated because in instances like this, and Nigeria in particular, once the uh, whole thing flops, the blame will not go to the coach alone. The NFF too will take a swipe for not achieving what it needs to achieve with the Super Falcons. So that's the way I look at it, Abdul Hamid. It's complicated. But at the same time, Waldron should know that these are his employers and he should look for a way of resolving it amicably. And also the NFF should go back, close the doors and talk to Waldron. Again, but Waldron had not done so much to be doing, to be doing all this kind of shakara thing. Yeah, well, it seems I mean, parties have shed their sword. And of course, I mean, the Super Falcons have added to, I mean, for Australia for... I mean, for camping. I mean, we'll be facing public, uh, public of Ireland. Uh, we'll be facing um, New Zealand, and of course, uh, um, they will be facing. I mean, I mean, yes, sorry, Australia. You'll be facing public of Ireland, Canada, Australia, Australia, and of course, yeah, and Canada. Thank you very much, uh, Liberty, for the correction. Quickly, let's move on. And finally, let's talk about. I mean, the transfers. I mean, don't forget that it is the transfer window. Uh, the summer transfer window in Europe, and of course, some super falcons. Uh, sorry, super Eagles players have been linked with a move away from their respective clubs. I mean, top of that list, ah, Sammy Tokwezi, and of course, uh, Victor Sime. I mean, let's start the star boy, Victor Sime. I mean, of course, uh, we know that uh, he's being quoted by Manchester United on Chelsea, uh, by Munich and Real Madrid. I mean, the latest news is that I mean, Napoli have offered him a new contract. I mean, of course, uh, which will also include. 
I mean, increase, uh, if a person increase in wages, and of course, uh, a risk loss will be inserted. And of course, we also, I mean, so which is the question, um, I would direct that to Liberty. Do you feel, I mean, if Osime decides to renew his contract, do you think he will be doing the wrong thing by doing that? Yeah, well, one thing we should understand is the fact that at the moment, I've not seen any news or any pundits or I would I say any journalist talking about the fact that Osimen is being uh, scouted or anything has submitted bids or offer for Osimen at the moment. So what 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 I mean at the moment is the fact that maybe Osimen's agents or the likes should need to work more. Then because you don't you don't just say he's going to a particular team when the team has not bid for that for that player. The team would have to bid. Even the fact that I, I say that the best look Wait, the best Liberty. for Simen. Yes. Authoritatively, I can, I can tell you that Paris Saint Germain have submitted the bid. In fact, they submitted a one and twenty million euros bid. I mean, according to Casio Napoli, but then that's been rejected by Napoli because he's he has been valued. Simen has been valued for one and fifty million euros. Yeah, well, uh, I see the fact that Napoli wants to cash out from Osimen. And I think that this is the best time to do that. But one, one mistake they've made is the fact that, you see, um, the million, it's a lot of money. And it's a very, very good business for Napoli. Because allowing the players stay one more season. You don't know, we, have, we hope that Osimen will be able to replace his form for next season and will be able to go higher, higher feats. But I do not really think that it should be in order to leave Napoli at the moment. Because, like I said earlier, there is no point leaving the hurry. If no good offer or good deal comes in, Tim Ramos is in and put him his best. He will get better offers from England because I know that he wants to play in England and that will be very major determinant in his destination. So, well, uh, PSG is also not the bad side because the team that, according to them, they have to rebuild their team. And, uh, well, if he goes to PSG, we are sure that he will be able to win the league next season. But one thing yes, is that, that one, sure. mm-hmm. but one thing one thing we will see is that would he still be the star player of the team? Because Mbappe is in the team, is in the side, and if he can't get the goals, being a star player might be hard because he's a striker. So we need not for, for scoring goals. But playing with Mbappe, how, how how good or how sharp would it be for him? So it's a very risky one for him. Say he's going to PSG at the moment. Okay, I mean, let me, I mean, I mean, let's let's have Amza's opinion. I mean, Amza, do you feel I mean, Simeon should renew his contract with Napoli? Abu Hamid, um, look, when you look at things like this, one cannot really stick out his neck to say this will be good, this will not be good, because it lies in the realm of the unseen. But based on um, records, uh, like Liberty had pointed out, I, I don't see him playing against alongside Mbappe being a big problem. Perhaps it's, it's even an exactly. opportunity to outshine Mbappe when he's at the top of his game. But for me, I will think that he might just be good enough to play another season in Napoli, um, have some level of consistency before he moves away from Napoli. He's still relatively young, bearing any injury crisis. Um, Victor Simens, he has a lot ahead of him. Again, if you ask me, I think my opinion is he should stay back in Napoli for at least another season before he moves, Abdul Hamid. That's my take on this. All right, thank you very much. I mean, let's talk about I mean, Chukwizi. I mean, Chukwizi, of course, I mean, has believed the move from, yes, to AC Milan, of course. As, as According to reports, 
I mean, from Italian media is the policy for, for the right flank. I mean, Chuku is did very well for Villarreal last season, scoring 13 goals and 11 assists. I mean, he had the most goal contribution of any Villarreal player. I mean, at the moment, he has one year left on his contract with his yellow submarine. I mean, Liberty, do you think it would be a good fit? Do you feel moving to AC Milan would be a good one for him? Yeah, well, for Victor, for Savetukwezi, moving to AC Milan is a very, very good step up for him. Because one, he will playing in a very new, a very new, new team and a very new country. But he's a player that has play. He's a player that is very, very good on, on the wings. So we have this assurance that we'll be able to shine in, in, in AC Milan. And AC Milan decide that if you if you, if you know how to play good football and for for his dribbling skills, you'll be able to contribute a lot to the team and you'll be good to become an household name. I I, I look forward to seeing him playing with Rafael Leao and getting the job done for AC Milan this season. All right, yes, we should, I mean, we the best of luck and we hope to make uh, the wisest decision uh, for their career. I mean, before we leave, I mean, let's, I mean, Amazon, what's your reaction to the news? I mean, the two-time African Football of the Year and, of course, a Super Eagles player, I, of course, work on a uh, canon work properly called Papilo, has been appointed as chairman of AIMBA FC and he will be taking over from Felix Anjasi, who has been close chairman for over 20 years. Um, congratulations are in order for Papilo, as he is fondly called, and also um, a big kudos to Felix Anyan Seagu, um, one of the longest-serving club chairmen in Nigeria, um, for bowing out. And he bowed out when the ovation was loud. I wouldn't say it's loudest, because he won the season. And for Papilo, I see a good combination between him and his teammates, um, former joint um, winners, or winners of um, the um, UEFA Champions League with Ajax. I say congratulations to him. Now, talking about Fenix de George as the coach and Kanu Wanko as the chairman. Though I have a, a bit of reservation that I have not seen Kanu Wanko in such a role before. So maybe hmm. um, whether we, he before. might have the experience before now, whether he will have the experience so, is, is another different thing entirely. But I think one thing that will count for him, he has played played the football at the highest level, playing with Ajax, playing with um, AC Milan, playing with West Brom, Mitch Albion. He sees what it takes to run a professional club, and I hope he will be able to replicate that here in Nigeria. Congratulations to Kan Wanko again, and I hope we we'll begin to see more of our ex-international taking up roles in our Nigerian professional league, and the Nigerian professional league will be better for it, Abdul Hamid. All right, thank you very much. We shall be putting full stop with this episode of Sports San Niger Football. Don't forget that San Niger Football drops every Monday, 5 p.m. Nigerian time. You can follow us on social media. You can tweet at San Capitals on Facebook, Sport Analysis Network is the name, and on Instagram, Sport Analysis Network. Sport Analysis Network is the name. Do enjoy your week. Au revoir.